what an honor to be here. I want to first of all thank our senior pastors, Pastor Josh and Pastor Bumi, for the opportunity to minister to us this morning. And the leaders of the church, thank you for, you know, allowing me the opportunity to serve alongside every one of you. So, you will get the message. Thank you, Papa. <laughs> All right. Good morning. And happy Mother's Day again to every mom in the house. You are appreciated. You know, just to honor you, I'm going to sing a song that I used to sing back in the days in college when I had my bachelor's. Every We call it Sister's Day. We don't call it in, on campus. We say Sister's Day because... You know, they are moms and they are non-moms. To every woman, this song is for you. And it goes. I don't need a backup for this one. I'm just going to sing it. I'm a woman. God made me a woman. I'm a woman. I'm happy to be one. He made all the earth. He made all the things that He made all the earth. He made all the things that something was missing. One thing was missing, and a woman was formed. So, you are a woman, you're important. You are God's choicest gift. We are fine, beautiful creation of God. Especially in today where many are choosing, God made you a woman and now you want to be a man. You know what? If you're a woman, say praise to the name of Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus, for making me a woman. Thank you, Jesus, for making me a mom. Is a beautiful blessing. Praise the Lord. All right. So we're going to continue our series in the book of Romans. And last Sunday, you know, our pastor was up here, charged us big time. Before we go, I'm going to submit to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for who you are. Thank you for you have been a good God. You have been a good father. Thank you for all of your blessings. Thank you for this time that we're going to learn at your feet. We ask, oh God, that you minister to us, oh God. We know that when your word comes, it comes to encourage. It comes to rebuke. It comes to, you know, to, to build us up. And we ask that all of that will happen this morning. You know every one of us. You know what we need. You know what we need to hear from you. Minister to us. Spirit of the living God, I ask that you take your place this minute. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And I also thank our church members, those that are home, those that are joining from different parts of the world, to the moms. Happy Mother's Day to you. And God bless you for joining us. And I hope the Lord blesses everyone this morning. Amen. You have your Bibles? We're going to go to the book of Romans chapter 8. 
Yes, Romans chapter 8, we will be there this morning. The Lord will help us. All right, we're going to read from verse 18 to 27. And maybe for lack of time, just keep that scripture in front of you and just walk with me. But I'm going to take us back to last Sunday, you know, where the pastor shared from chapter 1 to chapter 17. And one thing I want you to remember as we get into this is in verse 16, where the Bible says that the spirit bears witness with your spirit, with our spirit, that we are the sons of God, that we are children of God. Now, it's not a general statement. It is very personal. It is individual. Now, if you're here this morning and you're not having a witness in your heart that you are a child of God, of course, God created all of us, but there's something else that makes us cry, Abba, Father, that gives you the boldness to say, I am a child of God, that gives you the boldness to say, I am born of the Spirit. We're supposed to have that conviction when we have met with the Lord, when we have surrendered our life to Jesus, and then our journey started. After that, you're supposed to have that witness continually as you continue in the relationship with Jesus, as you continue in your journey of faith, not one leg in and one leg out. If you have a one leg in and one leg out, you're going to feel like if they say, children of God, raise your hand inside you, you're like, I don't think I'm qualified. Now, I just want to do something a little different because for this message to apply to you, we need to make our ways right. I know usually we call for altar call, and this altar call, you're going to be on your seat. But I'm sure you do know that Jesus died for your sins and my sins. And he died to have a relationship, to reconcile us back to God. You know, we that lost the glory that was put on us when God created Adam and Eve due to sin. So you are not a sinner. I'm not a sinner because I sin. I am a sinner. You are a sinner because the first man fell, right? So we, if, if we want to make excuse, okay, I, I did things right this morning. I came here. I'm with my mom. I respect her. That's not what we're talking about. But if you don't have the assurance of heaven, if you don't have the assurance, the boldness to cry out, Abba, Father, this morning. I want you right there at your seat where you are. I want you to consider reconciling back with Jesus. I want you to consider saying, Lord, I am sorry. Yes, I started a journey with you, but somewhere along the line, I fell off. Somewhere down the road, I don't even know who I am anymore. I'm not sure I am legit. I want you to pray this prayer right now and say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Right where you, because God is hearing you. That's the beauty of the God we serve. Whether you stand up or sit down, he got you. He knows your heart. He hears you. So just say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I am returning back to you today. And I'm confessing my sins. 
I don't want to live just the way I want. I want to live according to your dictates. Have your way in my heart. Forgive me all my sins. Renew me right now. I rededicate my life to you. Holy Spirit, take it over now. Take over now. I surrender now. I surrender completely. In Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to the fold. Now, I want to believe that we are all legit. Nobody is an illegitimate child here. Because the message of today are for everyone that have made peace with the Lord. And even if you didn't, you have an opportunity to do so before the end of this service. Praise the Lord. So, in verse 16, bearing witness that you are a child of God. And I'm sure you will be comfortable to receive now because whatever you're going to ask, you're asking as a son. You're asking as a daughter. You're asking. You're now crawling in and like, will he show me mercy? He has shown you mercy. He has shown me mercy. So, we're going to look at from verse 18. If you look at your Bible at the heading, it said something about the suffering now being compared to the glory that will be revealed. Okay? So, but let's start. We're going to focus on something because the title of today's message is Holy Spirit Interceding for Us. Holy Spirit Interceding for You and I. You know, let me say this before I get into the scripture. This week, actually last week, it didn't dawn on me, but I, I began to wonder if anybody calls themselves a Christian in our society today and you do not understand how much we need the Holy Spirit. I'm going to share something with you. This week in my job, I work for uh, Long Beach Unified School District as a teacher. Uh, we literally were told that if we don't choose to accept that a boy is a girl and a girl can be whatever or can be multiple and we don't want to embrace it, we should consider a different career and a different district. It was not insinuated. It was not suggested. It was communicated clearly. And I asked myself, I have students in my class. In fact, the same last week, I have a student. I said, I need to call your mom. Can we go outside? Yes. We called. She pulled off. Please make sure to say she, she, because I'm she. When she's hearing, I'm she, but I'm there in the classroom. Please call me by my name, not the one you call in class. And I'm going from outside to inside to calling something as outside. And if I make a mistake inside, I'm toast. It's also, we had it too in RPD that your child can be anything, can change their name, can live anyhow, and you cannot be notified. Now, we do really need the Holy Spirit, don't we? Is any mom here or any father here have the Holy Spirit told you something 
propelled you to take an action that you had no clue about, but you just did it because you had a prompting. Have anybody experienced that? Isn't that the most beautiful things that happen? As a parent, I am a witness. I know many times that the Lord will put something in my heart or I'm praying for my child or my children and something comes in my spirit and it will be a game changer. It will be something that arrests a situation because we have the partnership of the Holy Spirit. So I want you to take today's message seriously. And not just because it's the message of today, but in this season, if we have been content with just, you know, waking up, going to work, coming back, eating, and doing all the daily activities, I tell you, know, I'm from Nigeria. And you guys in America are so blessed. You know why? If you're sick, you can go to the hospital and you'll be attended to. In some other nations of the world, you're going to fast and pray that God heals you because you don't have easy access to things. Even when you do, you don't have the money to pay for it. You will be at the hospital, the front of the hospital, and you will die there and nobody apologizes for anything. So... We do need the Holy Spirit. I think we have come to the place in our life, in this society, where we just can't dial a number, 911, and somebody answers us. We need the one, 911 of heaven, which is the Holy Spirit. And not only, this 911 is also different because he reminds us. He brings to our notice. He does several other things that, you know, the 911 here does not do. That the social welfare system does not do. That the things that the government, which is their responsibility, provide, the Holy Spirit goes above and beyond. Anyway, I'm not sidetracking. I just want to let you know why we need to, you know, it will no longer be church as usual for you, for me. Because there's a lot going on out there. You are under assault. I'm under assault. Our kids are. Your grandchildren. If there's a time for us to wake up and realize the time and season that we are in as a church. And know that we cannot do this by ourselves if we don't partner with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So. Let's get into that scripture. It says, for I reckon that the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared with the glory. Talking about the suffering. You know, it said the earnest expectation of creation. I'm just going to paraphrase scripture because of time. You know, expects the manifestation of the sons of God. So when we talk about suffering, when we talk about what we are dealing with, what you and I go through day and day. Is not to be compared to the glory that is yet to come. And a test of that glory, when it starts, you know, as we go down in this scripture, you're going to take your time to read it on your own. I'm trying to save time here, okay? So, you know, it talked about how when we pray or in our prayer life, where we are able to pray in the Holy Ghost, we pray by the Spirit. And what does that mean? I kept asking myself as I was preparing for this message. What does it really mean to pray by the Spirit? What is it about? You know, it's like, okay, is he praying in tongue? 
you know, where I speak in tongue and you speak in tongue and all of that. And we can get into that teaching and we'll have different understanding of it. And I say, okay, so if I don't pray in tongue, does it mean I'm not praying in the spirit? What does it really mean? But I want you to focus because we need to read that scripture for what it is. So don't move away from this context. There is tongue. If we're teaching that, if they're teaching that, you will understand it. So but just stay with me. It says... In verse, let me start from, all right, it says, verse 22 says, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and traveleth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, we have a first fruit of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to weep. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For when a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for what we see now, not, then we do with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray, for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groaning that can now be uttered. That's our focus today. Some of us have been blessed with grandmothers that pray. You see them travel. You see them pour their heart. You see them passionate. Some of us are blessed with moms that pray, with dads that pray. So I'm thinking that some of us might be able to connect with this scripture a little bit. Maybe for those of us that are not, this place is just saying that you and I, the spirit of God helps our weakness, our inability, our lack of understanding, our lack of knowledge. You don't know everything. You don't see everything. You have no idea of what is happening to your relative down the road, you'd have no idea that your son that took off driving home, there was danger waiting, and the Spirit of God moves you where you begin to pray in an unknown tongue, a tongue that you do not understand. Maybe to you, you're thinking you're just being spiritual, or you're just praying, not knowing God is interceding through you by the Spirit of God. That's what it's about. You know, and I said, okay, for those that might argue, are you sure this is what this is talking about? I want us to go to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 14. The book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 14. This is Paul talking to the Corinthians. Because I had to ask those questions too, myself. You know, what if it's not? What if this is not about praying in tongues? Some people say, oh, praying in the Spirit is about praying with the Word of God. Praying in the Spirit is about praying with Jesus. And I'm like, I don't see Jesus here. He's in my heart. I'm not from the apostles' days, so I'm not working with him physically. Of course, he's in me. He's resident. The Word of God, of course, is a word that you're sending God's Word back to him. But when I read this from Paul, he put it into better perspective for me. Verse 14, he says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. 
what is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with understanding also. So it tells me that, yes, there is a place for praying in the Spirit. Two different ways. I can pray with understanding. I can pray in an unknown tongue where I can be like, oh, I'm praying for my pastor, God, anoint him. And the Holy Spirit is saying, you have anger issue, I'm getting it out of you. You have anger issue, I'm getting it out of you. You have this problem, I'm getting it out of you. There is a sickness going in your body that is not seen yet, I'm getting it out of you. That's what the praying in the Holy Ghost means. I'm painting a picture. You have no understanding. This is us praying in our most holy faith. This is us praying in a manner that heaven cannot say no to. Now, while we're talking about it here, you know we come to church to get equipped. We're not Christians in the church. I hope you understand. If all the place you and I are believers and Christian is here, you got it wrong. Because we get equipped. That's why we're discussing this subject. We get equipped here and we go outside and we're Christian. We shine the light. We move. We take charge. We manifest the glory of the Lord in our family and in our environment. Now, so when I say, let me go back to this again. When you pray in the spirit, you're praying the perfect will of God. You're praying the perfect mindset of God at that moment because you have no idea. You can be thinking, oh, I'm just praying in tongue because I am asking God to heal me. Meanwhile, God is saying, I'm using this tongue to save a brother or a sister that is in danger in some continent of the world that you know not. So it is the holy will of God when we pray. So as believers, we're going to desire it. We're going to desire the ability to partner with the Holy Spirit to understand how to pray in the Spirit. We don't learn it for your information. Maybe God is going to give you the, you know, opportunity. Some of us are already baptized in the Spirit. Some of us are not. Some of us, maybe from today, you're going to go home and you would desire it strongly and say, Lord, I want you to equip me this way. You know, whether you speak or not, whether you pray that way or not, you could still go to heaven. That's not the problem. But we're talking about efficiency. We're talking about having the totality of everything that God will have you me have and it'll be equipped to do the work of ministry to do the work as a sister in your family to do the work as a good friend to your friendship network to do the work as a mom or, a, or as a dad so these things help us you know when we recognize the place of the holy spirit in prayer it makes life easy i think it was pastor joe that was talking about you know have you you know, there are some of us at certain seasons of our life, it's like serving God is, is a challenge. It's hard work. That you get to a place in your life where it does not seem like hard work because you have the activator. You have the helper, the Holy Spirit, you know, helping you. Prayer does not seem like a hard job. I know some of us, like, all the prayer we pray is when danger is in front of us. 
that has to end because the devil is not sparing anybody. The devil got it called out for everyone and you're going to take advantage. I need to take advantage of everything that God has ordained for me in order to be effective. And praying in the spirit, it is one of them. I'm going to go back to the text. It is one of them. You know, when we do so, the Bible says that, you know, the, the nothing, the devil cannot decode it. It's like those of you in tech industry, you know, encrypted messages are messages that the only person that knows what is in it is the sender and the receiver. There's nothing like hacking. The enemy cannot hack your prayer. I've heard believers say, you know, I think that whenever I pray, I feel like the devil attacks me more. How? Then what did you pray? Maybe you need to pray in an encrypted version of prayer. Where the Holy Spirit is the sender and God is the receiver. And the answer is what you see. Some you may not see. He just walks out your life. He just fixes issues in your life. And you become what the scripture says. The path of the righteous. Shining brighter and brighter to a perfect day. Because there is the Holy Spirit who is at work within you. Who is at work in your life day and night, two, four, seven any moment of the day that is doing his thing. Now, it does not mean that we will not go through challenges. Praying in the spirit does not mean that we will be free of, you know, issues of life. No, but you're going to bear them differently. Because you're not alone. And, you know, I began thinking, I said, how, how do I understand if I'm not, if I'm not, if I don't even know what, Sister Sandra is talking about this morning. How do I relate to? What do I do? What do I need to do? We're talking about intimacy. We're talking about you and I coming to the place in our walk with God where we'll understand that when we got born again and our spirit got transformed, there is the presence of the Holy Spirit, but he's not just there, you know, and if they say, are you a child of God? I raise my hand. No, he is there for a serious business. Think about what happened in the book of Acts chapter 2. The Bible says that when Jesus died, you know, resurrected and ascended, you told them, go wait on me. Wait for the Holy Spirit. Wait to be activated. And you know, when he died, Peter, they ran away. They were looking for their, you know, instrument, what they were using for their job, their fishing nets and all the hooks. They were running away. They were hiding. But you know, the moment they waited on the Holy Spirit and it came upon them, ministry became different. Boldness came. They were not fearful of anything. These men and women died terrible deaths. But they were not afraid, not one second. Do you want to live just an ordinary Christian life? 
Do you want to settle with just you show up on Sunday and then if possible, maybe Wednesday or it will be Christmas Day, Easter Day, Mother's Day. Is that what you want to live like? Is that how you want to live your life? Do you want to live a life of overcoming? Do you want to live a life where you're a bold Christian? When the devil tells you are the faith, you're able to stand because you have the Holy Spirit in the inside of you and you are activated, you're made bold and you're able to rebuke the enemy is that the one you choose you choose you know we don't wish this lifestyle it has to come from intimacy first of all that's why i said if you've not made peace with jesus we did that first your journey began if you made peace and you were you know off you came back now so we are going to start a journey with the Holy Spirit, recognizing him daily. It doesn't matter how old you are, whether you're young or you're old. Whatever you want out of God, you can get. The moment you begin to allow the Holy Spirit to take its place in your life, the moment you begin to spend more time, because I don't know how anybody can say, I'm intimate. And, you know, all you do is, hi, whenever, hi. No, when you're close with somebody, you spend time with the person. How do we spend time with the Holy Spirit? We have the word. You have your word. Not just when Pastor Josh preaches up here or Pastor Joe or any other person. But you have the scripture and wow, has it been made easy? You got your phone too. He can read it to you. And not only is he reading it to you, once that is done, you're questioning yourself, you're challenging yourself, you're saying, Lord, what are you saying to me here? You're taking the word of God back to him. This is what I'm, what do I need to repent of? What action do I need to take? You know, in this word, it's not just for coming to church. Everything that pertains to life and godliness, everything that has to do with your life, every aspect of your life, the Lord has provided right here in the word. And then when we stop wearing Jesus and start actively engaging him, not just when I'm in the car and I'll say a prayer, just, you know, or when accident is about to happen, you say prayer, but you devote a time. You know, I challenged a few of our brethren, you know, it was two weeks ago, and I said, can we carve out an hour? I'm not saying that to you. You can do 15. You can do 20. But the day, every single day, or some days of the week that you're just going to sit down and say, Lord, speak to me. Speak to my heart. This is your time. I love you, Lord. Not only do I love you, but I need you. That's what God is seeking for. For people that will say, Lord, I need you. Holy Spirit, I need you. And passionately say that. You know, it's not, you're not just saying it so that you check off a box. You're saying it because you actually do. And like I said at the beginning, at the intro, if we don't know a reason why we need to engage the Holy Spirit like never before, this is our world. I'm, I have four boys. And I'm praying, I say, Lord... That they not run into a man that have transitioned to say they are a girl in the few years that whenever they are about to get married. I don't know if you heard what I said. I am praying. I'm interceding. I'm on my knee crying over their marriages. They are not there yet. 
But I'm praying because there have been situations. I heard of a case where a Christian, a born-again child of God, brother, spirit-filled, ended up marrying a man without knowing he was a man. Thought he was a girl. They hid it until after the wedding. What an abomination. What happened? The, where did they lose the, on, the, the, the discernment, the unction from the Holy Spirit to know they were walking in a lion's den? How did that happen? Because there are things you cannot see. There are things I cannot see. But God sees it. I'm not making this message about homosexuality. That's not what it's about. It could be. You know, that you walked into a, I don't want them to marry a liar. I don't want them to marry a two-faced Christian that is only a Christian on Sunday. And I'm praying and I'm asking God. And there are some times that the Lord will prompt me to have a conversation that I did not plan to have. Because the spirit, I am praying and some things are downloaded in my mind. Some things are downloaded and it motivates me to start a conversation. We need it. You, the young ones, you need it. Everybody, old and young, male and female, we need the Holy Spirit to partner with us. And the Bible said, not only does this help us to know things, we are edified. It stirs up the gift of God that is in you. When you pray in the Spirit, it stirs up, I don't know, maybe those that have experienced it, Sometimes when I'm praying in this way, ideas begin to pop in my head. Solutions to issues begins to come. I begin to have a picture of puzzles that things I'm trying to solve, issues that I'm trying to solve, they begin to align. The word of God will come, you know, start welling up from my spirit when I pray in the spirit. Because God knows. God that knew that I need a solution. I'm not praying for the solution. I'm just praying. I'm just a defying myself. I'm just crying out to God. The Spirit of God is crying out through me and things are happening. And I'm calling on us church. We're going to do differently. We have to engage God. We have to be serious. You start somewhere. Maybe for you today is a decision to say, Lord, I want to know you more. Spirit of the living God, reveal yourself to me. I want the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Maybe that's your starting point. Or I am baptized already. I know I can speak in tongues. But I didn't understand the values. I didn't understand the benefit. I challenge you. For you, your challenge is this. Begin to pray more in the spirit. Begin to pray more. You will see yourself stirred up. You will see yourself defied more. You will see yourself get bold. You will see yourself release your you know, everything in you to the Spirit of God and God uses you in a mighty way. I'm sure if we give opportunities for some of us to share our experiences, you will know that I'm not selling a product here. I'm not selling a service. I'm telling you what I have witnessed. I'm telling you what I know has helped me in my walk with the Lord. So for today, as a church, as we continue to move on in everything that God is laying on our heart to do, your ability to preach the word of God is going to come shining. Look at the apostles. The moment they were filled up, it is like shaking a bottle of you know, soda and you pop it open. Whew, it overflows. Hallelujah. 
It makes you live a life of overflow. A life of, that when you're going through storm, it becomes nothing because there is glory. There is power welling up in the inside of you. Your Christianity will no longer be just marginal, you know, just marginal Christian. Just, lay, just Let's just do a little bit here, a little bit there. That's not what God is calling us. He's calling a people of power. He's calling a people of praise. He's calling a people that will actually, you know, be channels where the glory of God will go over your family, your society, your neighborhood. That wherever you enter, the light of God that is in you just shines because it's not dim. When darkness sees light, it goes away. That's what the scripture says. And that's what... One of these things that it can do for us when we engage, when we begin to take the Holy Spirit for who he is, you know, and allow him do what he has been intending to do. So we're going to pray. I don't know what the Lord has said to you. I don't know what decision you're making. I don't know how much you want to up your game, (laughs) for lack of a better word. I don't know how... How best you want to relate with Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God the Father. I don't know what you want. Are you okay? Are you satisfied with where you are? David says something that always challenges me. And I say, Lord, may I never come to a point in my walk with you where I'm okay, where I'm satisfied, where there's no room for growth. You know, the day that happens, that's the day I start falling. So we're going to ask God. If I may indulge you, you're going to stand up with me. And we're going to talk to the Holy Spirit. Do you want this gift? Do you want him to equip you this way? Do you want to partner with the Holy Spirit? Do you want him to be in your life the way he ought to? The functions that he has in your life, you're going to ask him right now. First of all, we're going to thank him. We're going to sing this song and I want you to sing it from with all your heart with all your heart with all your heart you know we can say I love you Jesus that's okay but we can move further to say I need you I need you I don't want to live this way this is not enough let every other thing let every other thing be minimized but your name alone be exalted in my life your glory will shine through me Set our hands on fire for you. Set our hands on fire for you, O oh God. Let your fire be shot upon every bone, O oh God, in this house, O oh God. Lord, we ask that we will walk through into this week, O oh God. Lord, giving you glory, O oh God. We will walk towards this week, O oh God. Lord, with your fire upon our lives, O oh God. Let every feeble knee be strengthened, O oh God. Let everyone that is weak be strengthened, O oh God. We ask for your baptism, O oh God. We ask for your infilling, O oh God. We ask for your anointing, O oh God. Lord Jesus, in our prayer life, O oh God. Wake us up, O oh God. Wake us up, O oh God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, we begin to declare that your glory, your favor, your mighty power will go before us. Lord, we begin to secure every life, the life of our children, oh God. You will shield us by your fire. You will shield us by your fire. You will shield us by your fire. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. Thank you, Lord. 
we honor you we worship you say I love you Jesus I love you Jesus I need you Jesus I surrender my family to you I surrender my future to you oh God Lord, that you will come. Lord, let your fire be released upon my head. Let it be released upon my spirit, oh God. Lord, I don't want to do life like I used to do, oh God. Lord, have your way. I surrender. I surrender. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, we give you all the glory. Thank you for how you have helped us. Lord, as we move into the week, oh God, we take everything that you have ordained for us. We possess our possessions. Lord, we say that the sun will not smit us by day, nor the moon by night. That every weapon that is fashioned against us, any member of this church, that none shall prosper in the name of Jesus. You will cause our heart to yearn for you, O oh God. You will put a deep hunger in our spirit, O oh God, from this day henceforth, O oh God, that we will be a church, Lord, where your fire will continue to burn, O oh God, as individuals, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. Hallowed be your name. In Jesus' name, and all God's people say, Amen. 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 You are dismissed, church. Thank you.